Hi, welcome to the podcast. I'm your host, Katherine Ramirez, and you're listening to Here's to You. I'm on a mission to interview interesting people to help inspire you to make what you want in life welcomed. Now today, I am talking with Ashley Dawson. She is the front woman of the band Chonkla Fight Club. She is the lady behind Knit Pit Productions and the event coordinator for the Women for Women show, June 20th at Warehouse Live. She put together this amazing show, all female fronted bands, and the ticket proceeds are going to go to the Fort Bend Women's Center. I wanted to have Ashley on this podcast because it's been really amazing and inspiring working beside her throughout this whole process. She's really been fearless on taking on this project. It takes a lot of courage to pull off an event like this, and she did it so well and so gracefully. <laughs> and um, I'm really, it's been really awesome working with her because um, it's just so refreshing working with somebody who wants the best out of everybody around them. And there definitely needs to be more of that in the world. And it's so nice to work with somebody like that. It makes me want to be that person that, you know, I hope I give that off when people work with me. And it's just a chain reaction, you know? So I definitely wanted to have her on the podcast and, you know, speak from her perspective and why everything that she's doing is so purposefully done. And um, I think she does a great job and we really had a great conversation. She has definitely become a new friend and I think we're going to work together in the future for sure. If not, we're just going to be super supportive of each other. <laughs> she's she's really cool. She's very, very cool. So I'm so happy to see what she has in store for her own life. I only see amazing things for her. So without further ado, here is my conversation with Ashley. what you're doing but I just haven't found like the right people to work with to do it and when you came to me I was like oh my gosh it was like I'm so down yeah um okay so tell us a little bit about yourself you're new to Houston so tell us like your whole background (laughs) (laughs) okay um so I lived in Houston for quite a few years before it's a long story I'm from California then my mom moved here and then I moved to Tennessee then Arizona then Austin (laughs) And now here. So you're all good music places. Yeah, well, I lived in Churchill, Tennessee, so okay. <laughs> it was not, you know, close to the music. But um, actually, that is where I started playing music, so cool. there's that. <laughs> so did you start playing, what's your main instrument? Um, my first instrument is the flute, actually. Oh, wow, yeah. cool. <laughs> so were you starting in band, like in grade yeah. school? Mm-hmm. Okay, cool. I started in fifth grade, so 2005. Oh my gosh, isn't that like crazy to mm-hmm. think about? Yeah. So you were in Austin. That's when I first met you. I'm, you were I'm in Austin. You. Yeah, but we played a show here. Yes. With So Soon the Truth. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, okay, what was your life in Austin? Because 
as far as I knew, you were like an artist manager, promoter, and then like you were a front woman. Like that's a craziness. <laughs> that's awesome. Yeah. Yeah. Well, um, I more so got into promoting when I moved here. I was doing it there, but um, I started doing it because I would try and get my band on shows, mm-hmm. and it was always really hard dealing with promoters, and it was all wacky so I thought I'm just gonna start doing this myself yeah and I did and then I loved it so I started doing it here um and I got a gig at Warehouse Live and that's just incredible because I've seen some of my favorite bands play there I know like it's such a milestone milestone right I can't say that (laughs) (laughs) but like to play there like to be Mm -hmm. a part of that because a lot of the smaller venues in Houston have just like disappeared it's really sad so now we just have like these bigger venues and it's really hard to get into so that's I mean that's incredible that you got in that you know yeah I mean I I have to give it to the the GM at Warehouse Live he's so understanding I just told him I sent an email um, my boyfriend Nico he Mm -hmm. encouraged me to just like email all the venues and I did and I just sent like a an honest email like hey I don't have a lot of experience but I have passion I love doing it I love you know helping um these bands have a way to express themselves and um he called me back and I had an interview and he liked me and he believes in me which is cool yeah so it can be kind of stressful at times because they're definitely very um they're way more professional than any other venue I've ever booked at right so things have been kind of it's <laughs> a learning curve yes and yeah. it's but it's good though because it's like you want to work with people who are organized and like yeah. have it all together, but yeah, it's a little different. These underground shows are like pretty, you know, yeah. simply, you know, yeah. So, <laughs> so I bet that's really satisfying. Do you feel like you're learning a lot? Oh yeah, I mm-hmm. I really feel like I am. The first show that I had there was uh, May twenty fourth, actually. Yeah. It was crazy. I actually left crying. Oh my gosh! <laughs> Wait, you played it? I didn't play, but I okay. booked it. Oh, that's amazing. Yeah. Okay, cool. Yeah. yeah. But so then I had one last night that was way smoother. Um, it, it was just crazy because I didn't know what I was doing. You know, it was, I felt. In a bad way. In a bad oh, way. Jeez Louise. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. It, it was, it was scary and hard because usually it doesn't matter. Like, just show up whenever, but their bands need to show up at 530 and mm-hmm. selling pre-sales is important and I didn't really understand that. Yeah. Until now, so. Yeah, you live and you learn. You don't know until you know. (laughs) And it's also like, oh, man, sometimes it's hard to get bands to be there on the proper road Mm -hmm. on time. I mean, everybody works. Yeah. You know, and it's like, so there is that. But that's awesome. I'm glad that you're like, you have a really strong passion for music and artists. Mm -hmm. So, like, how has being, like, an artist manager been? Like, are you still doing that? And did you feel like you dabbled in it and learned a lot? Or, like, how, how's that been in your life? <laughs> <laughs> um, well, so it all it all started um, in 2012. I remember exactly. I was sitting outside and talking to one of my best friends in the whole world, who's still one of my best friends, Luke Kelly. Yeah. And I was a pair. And he's always, you know, played guitar and wrote his own music. And he was talking about how he wanted to, you know, make a band. But he was scared. He didn't know how to go about it. So I was like, dude, do it. I'll manage you. And I had no idea what it was about or what a manager was, but um, I wanted to because I I wanted to see him succeed. So Mm -hmm. I just studied a lot and um, tried to 
figure out how all that worked. Um, so I've been doing that for, I guess, eight years now, and I've learned a lot um, about myself and about yeah. everything through that. And then um, I moved here, and I picked up another band, and I managed them for a while, and they're awesome kids, but then I, I realized that I don't really – I don't really like doing artist management that much. Yeah. Um, I like doing it with Islands of Pear. I love doing it. Um, but it's like, I don't even like to manage my own band. You it's know what hard. I mean? It yeah. is. It's a, it's a lot of work. And um, so I, I recently just, I think that they would be better with someone who has a little bit more experience, you know, yeah. than I do. Mm-hmm. Um, but they're awesome. They're called Dress. So. We'll check them out. Yeah. Yeah, I know. It's like, and I can tell that you just want to see the good in people, and that's Mm -hmm. probably like a huge motivation of wanting to be an artist manager because you like see somebody who's so talented, you just want to lift them up. Exactly. And like, that's probably going to make you a good promoter. You learn a lot. I'm sure, like, did you find, like, um, what were like the biggest mistakes you made? Or you felt like people are making when they're trying to start a band, you know, like that you've learned like, oh, we we should definitely do it this way instead of this way. Like, you know, has there been like, uh, you know, humps? Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> you know how I'm saying? Yeah, I know. I know exactly what you mean. Um, I think a big thing is um, a social media presence. Yeah. And it's it's it sucks, you know, because like it would be great if we could just make music and then that's it. But mm-hmm. unfortunately, like, for example, I have two bands hit me up for the same date. They want to play at Warehouse. One of them sends me um, professional recording, you know, um, a, a website or whatever, just, like, all this, like, really nice stuff. And then the other band just sends me a YouTube link. Yeah. I'm not going to listen to the YouTube link, you know. I'm, I'm just going to say, I'm sorry, we're booked. I'm going to go with that guy. Yeah. It could have okay. been, you know, their music could have been way better, but the thing is, you have to take yourself as seriously as you want to be taken. Mm-hmm. And so when I look at the people who put all this time and work into their social media, those are the people that are going to sell tickets. Those are people who are going to promote. Yeah. Um, and it's unfortunate because I, I wish it didn't have to be that way, you know. I know. But yeah. unfortunately, that's the way it is. And that's something I've learned through promoting is that it's unfortunately – there ha- th- there's a business aspect to it. There has to be, you know, there has to be a way for these venues to make money. Mm-hmm. And, um, yeah. I know. It's like, you wish you could just play music. But mm-hmm. doing social media is almost full time. Like, you're going to, okay, at noon, people are at lunch. People are going to look at it then. Yeah. Like, after work, you know, it's like trying to make as many posts and, like, be present. Yeah. And, you know? And having professional recordings online too is is really yes. important because yeah. that that showcases who you are better than you know what you can do with just an iPhone recording or oh, yeah. something like that. Wow. So. Yeah, I know those. It's important. And like, uh, what were some of the changes you've made with just like managing your own band from like learning about this? Um. Well, now I know how important it is to. <laughs> sell tickets Mm -hmm. and um, be responsive with the people that are booking and stuff like that because it is a lot of work and so it's kind of helped me um, have more respect for the business side of things. Um, Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) 
So have you ever toured before? Mm-mm. Man, these are weird. <laughs> do you want to? Yeah, I do. Yeah. But it's like a, you know, it's a lot. Yeah. yeah. I actually, I, um, the dress, when I was managing them, they wanted to do, to do a tour. Mm-hmm. So I um, worked everything out. I made, like, these spreadsheets and figured out all the cost and um, where they would stay and where their days off would be and all this stuff. And it was pretty crazy how yeah. expensive, really, everything um, turned out that it would be and how much driving there was. And, yeah, it was it was an eye-opener to me mm-hmm. just being like, yeah, I want to go on tour. It's like, oh, okay, wait, I have to save up for a long time. Yeah. There's a lot of preparation that has to go into it. Yeah, there, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. And you're just, like, kind of hoping that they're even in yeah. those first couple of tours. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, my goodness. Well, I hope you all get there. Yeah, <laughs> Nico. Nico. <laughs> <laughs> One job. Um, so, okay. Since you've moved to Houston, you're being a part of Warehouse Live. Is there any difference that you've seen from, like, Houston to Austin that's, like, I know um, that's a hard question, but <laughs> I don't want to put anybody on blast, but it's just, like, I know, um, I don't know, like, sometimes, wh- where am I going here? I don't know. <laughs> I, I know what you mean. Uh-huh. There is, actually, I was talking to uh, Nico about it last night. There is a difference with, because in Austin, there's always people at, at shows, but mm-hmm. that's because all, you know, their bars, too. Yeah. So people are there. They're going to be there regardless, mm-hmm. which is, like, good because you might have people that end up, you know, becoming fans of your band, but then also there's people talking to you during your set and stuff. Yeah. But here, if somebody comes to a show, they're coming to see you play. Right. So they're coming to enjoy the show. Um, but I think that um, as, as locals, we need to be bringing more people out, yeah. especially if there's, like, a touring band on the bill. Mm-hmm. It's, like, our responsibility to get people there. Yeah. Um, especially if they're like lo- more local, you know. Mm-hmm. So I think that's more so it because these venues don't have a built in crowd like yeah. the ones in Austin. There you go. So it's that's like it. you just gotta get people out and, and don't book as many shows close together, you know, mm-hmm. like do a show and at, wait at least two weeks, you know, to book another one. Yeah. I break that rule sometimes with Islands of Terror if it's, like, a really good mm-hmm. – sh- somebody hits me up for, like, a really good show for them or something like that. So there are exceptions sometimes, but I would try and, like, not book so close together. That way you can promote the heck out of one show, bring all your people to that show, let them have a break, yeah. <laughs> and then have them come out to the other one instead of booking back-to-back or you're in multiple bands and they're playing – back-to-back shows it's yeah it's better to spread it out mm-hmm. or at least spread it out on different parts of the city you oh know? yeah yeah like there you go i have nico's nodding over here yeah <laughs> point. this is really awesome that you've put this show together because it's like not kitschy you know what i'm saying like you have all female fronted bands and it's not like sexy females in rock or something like that you know and so this is really like the low-key here show you're playing you know and it's really nice and it really made me want to do it more because it's not like this is super oh my gosh yes how many times i've been told um it's less since i've moved here but whenever i was in austin i was told so many times to like you get so much more you know like 
OnlyFans and, and all that if you just, like, sexualize yourself a little more, you know? Like, mm-hmm. wear this sort of, sort of thing, do this, whatever, whatever. And that's not what I want. I want people to like my music for the music. I don't want people to like the music for any other reason. Yeah. So. And that's so weird because you're not even playing music like that. You know what I'm yeah. saying? Like, you're not even playing music to be, like, um, your music is more lyrically written you know it's just that's really isn't your audience anyways so it, that's, yeah not at all yeah <laughs> so, <laughs> so yeah um but that's so great like what made you want to do this what motivated you to like reach out to female friendly bands and you know well um it happened you you hit me up and yeah. then a couple weeks later um another female you know, friendly band hit me up, mm-hmm. and I just thought, hey, I, yeah. <laughs> I just had this idea, it's like, well, let's see if we can make this happen, and I mean, it's for, like, a really good cause, Yeah. and I think that, like, more people need to be aware of what's happening in the world, mm-hmm. and I think it's just good to give people the opportunity to, you know, help out in the community and yeah. have a good time doing it. Mm-hmm. I know, I didn't realize uh, until you brought this organization, you know, to me, I didn't know that they had something like this existed, where they have, like, programs, Yeah. and that they're, I mean, it's, they seem super organized and have, like, the resources to actually help women, and that's so amazing, I've never seen, like, program for somebody who's been through sexual assault that's incredible like there needs to be more of that and there does yeah and the 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 things that they offer too are just incredible like they have um safety advocates that will go to the hospitals with you Mm -hmm. to get an exam and stuff and you know whenever something like that happens to you it's like you're really vulnerable and you don't want to do it alone and a lot of times unfortunately women don't even speak up about it Mm -hmm. so it's awesome that there is a safe place where they can go and they can have somebody holding their hand throughout the way yeah it, I think that's incredible and they have um, short-term and long-term uh, residences that, that you can stay at where they feed you and they provide medical care and child care and just all the stuff yeah it, it's it's incredible and they have like um, um, education programs where they teach kids like how to avoid you know getting into a like a an abusive relationship and mm-hmm. they have ones um that teach like bystanders how to help if they see signs of something that could lead to a sexual assault and they just have all these incredible programs that are yeah that's amazing. amazing yeah that's incredible because there needs to be more conversation like that of mm-hmm. how to be a bystander you yeah know, how to act as a bystander and how to you know see the red flags and everything mm-hmm. that's you know oh it gives me chills talking about it because it's it's so serious and it's it really is and until like something like that has happened to you or someone close to you it's like hard to even really wrap your head around the reality of it that it happens all the time yeah so i think that this show is like a good opportunity for people to understand that you know and mm-hmm. just like this is a real thing that really does happen and yeah. there are are ways that we can try and help um, even prevent it, but also 
help people who are have been victims to it because it's a serious you know thing and that they the Fort Bend Women's Center they also um, provide counseling which I think is amazing so yeah that's yeah. awesome I'm really happy that you're doing this and that I get to be a part of it like I'm so I'm so glad you're a part of it <laughs> <laughs> seriously you've been so amazing and so passionate about it and that just means a lot yeah I mean it's it it's unfortunate that how often it happens and you know it's like it's it's so sad you mm-hmm. know and like that statistic of like you you'll be surprised how many people have been affected by something like that yeah. a- around you and it's like not everybody wants to talk about it don't ask anybody <laughs> you know like <laughs> don't but um it's it's a weird thing it's a weird thing and it's like and it can happen to anyone too it doesn't matter where you're yeah. from if you have money if you don't have money what you look like where what you do like it could happen to anyone mm-hmm. and it has you know yeah and it's so sometimes it's just so hard to get out of those situations mm-hmm. and you know it's important as friends or you know peers to be like understanding of people and that none of this comes easy everybody has their own path and like yeah it just takes time and so mm-hmm. it's like it's good to be supportive of organizations like this who know what they're doing yeah you know and that people can reach out to them and they have the capabilities to, to help yeah you know and I encourage anyone you know that is going through that to reach out to them they have a 24-hour hotline or anyone yeah and the cool thing is about this place is there it does you don't have to be from Houston like yeah. it's open to anyone from anywhere that has you know mm-hmm. that's ha- needs help so I think that's incredible I know they have the, their online support which is so smart yeah you know um, what was uh, like the scariest part of like trying to reach out to a charity or like were there stuff that you, you're a promoter so you're pretty organized so what do people like need to have if they want to get involved or like help raise money for organizations um this was actually pretty easy. It was um, kind of scary um, just initially doing it, you know. But I just emailed them. was like, yeah. hey, this is what I want to do, um, and this is why. And these are the bands that have volunteered their time to do it. And mm-hmm. what do you think? Yeah. <laughs> They're like, that's amazing. And they sent me their logo, and they were super grateful. So I think just taking that first step, that's, you know. I know. It's it's really you're a pretty you come off as a pretty confident person you know like or at least a very passionate person yeah you know it's hard to like yeah you're humble you don't want to say you're confident (laughs) i'm actually kind of shocked to hear that because i'm anxious right now (laughs) about this camera here (laughs) my bad but like i what is like um you just you come off as like okay it needs to get done i'm gonna do it you know (laughs) so like what I mean what's your biggest motivation honestly like in life like you're just I love I love your vibe (laughs) (laughs) um I just passion for me I just I believe that whoever whatever created us would be a cruel creature if they put these passions inside of us if they didn't mean anything yeah you know like (laughs) I mean I didn't I've never had the passion to be like a 
firefighter or a doctor, you know, Mm -hmm. God bless those people. Those people are amazing, but they did. Those people were born with that passion. That's what they wanted to do. Yeah. And I feel like it's the same for anyone. You know, if you have a passion to play music, if you have a passion to do art, if you have Mm -hmm. a, whatever your passion is, I think you should follow that because why would you have that if it, if it didn't mean something, if you weren't supposed to do something with it. So I think that's my biggest thing. And I just like love to see people reach their dreams or I love to help them get there yeah and you know just because I have a lot of dreams and I'm super passionate and um I'm a huge dreamer so I just like I know what it's like and whenever people I see other people that are passionate and have big dreams I just want to help them yeah yeah like what what do you do you have any advice for like any upcoming artists um yeah, I mean, just stay true to who you are. Mm-hmm. Um, write music that you want to write, uh, yeah. you know, and don't try and write something that you think that people want to hear. Mm-hmm. Do what you want to do because that's the whole reason you should be doing it, you know? Yeah. yeah. So I, I think that, and I think um, just, you know, like I was saying earlier, have good social media presence, mm-hmm. you know, have good um, music online. Also, pay the people that deserve to be paid like i think that's so important too mm -hmm. i'm super on board with that yeah Yeah. like pay your producers pay your photographers um keep you know keep a good face because it's a small you know industry and you want people to want to work with you like know hey you know this person is reliable and and all that sort of stuff. Because I've seen it too many times. Like, my boyfriend's a producer. Yeah. <laughs> really? I think it's really important to pay people. At least give them something, you know? Yeah, because this is how... What you can, because... Oh, go ahead, go ahead. <laughs> I, I cut you off. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> um, because, you know, paying someone gives them the motivation to work harder and get more quality of work, yeah. I think. And... Um, you definitely, I think it's important to take everybody around you seriously if you want to get taken seriously. Exactly. Mm-hmm. And, you know, understand how much work is put into it, you know, behind the scenes with your producers or the people that are editing your photos or the people that are booking your shows. And yeah. there, there's a lot of work that goes on behind the scenes. Mm-hmm. So. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Um, that's amazing. I'm glad that you're so passionate and like so how long have you been in bands like have you been playing and like gigging and stuff like that um well I mean the first band I was ever in was when I was in high school it was like the high school uh-huh. Americana band yeah but and that's my little brother um he has alopecia mm-hmm. which is like a hair loss disease and he was basically the only person that knew I liked playing music I would play my guitar and like sing to him all the time and um, this was at the time when he was like just starting to lose his hair and he was um, in high school and it was not easy for him mm-hmm. and he really just wanted me to try out for the Americana band and I, I just kept refusing like no I'm not good enough to do that and but I, I did it for him you know he really wanted me to and he was mm-hmm. going through a lot and so I thought well, if he really wants me to do this I'll do it and I did, and I ended up making one of the lead female vocalist roles, and my dad didn't even know I liked to sing. I, I told my dad, and he was like, what? And I, I made him, like, close his eyes, and I sung for him. He was like, oh, oh my, my gosh, gosh, what? 
-hmm. So that was um, my first experience, and I'm super grateful for it because it it humbled me a lot. Yeah. Because I I remember I like did my hair all cute, you know, and everything, and um, I just had my acoustic guitar and I brought that in, and I was just holding the door for my bandmates, and it was because it was raining outside. Yeah. And um, our band manager, <laughs> who was also my sociology teacher, Mr. Uh-huh. Hensley, he's amazing. He was like, hey, go help your bandmates, you know, bring the equipment in. And I was like, no, it's raining. My hair's going to get messed up. I already brought my equipment in. <laughs> and he was like, if you want to do this, you need to learn now that you cannot be a prima donna. Mm. Go help them bring the equipment in. They're your band. Yeah. You know, so it's your, your equipment. You, you need to help them. Mm-hmm. And I'm so glad that I had that lesson because I now have even people that I'm not in their band. I'm like, hey, you guys need help? <laughs> Anybody need help yeah. get anything? Yeah. Because it's hard, like, oh, that's the, it sucks getting ready for a show and then just sweating it out before you actually get yeah, on stage. Yeah, it's like, why did I even do my hair? Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> Seriously. But, yeah, that was, like, a cover band. And then I started doing um, original stuff, um, actually, thanks again to my boyfriend, Nico, who wasn't my boyfriend at the time. But um, I uh, I had never, like, sh- shown anyone other than, like, my brother, yeah. my own personal music that I've written Mm -hmm. and then I met Nico one night and I just played him all of my songs yeah and he um wanted to be my producer and then he started producing for me and it was crazy because I just had these songs in my acoustic guitar Mm -hmm. that he turned into these like bangers yeah so that's what Chocolate Fight Club is my band it's like songs that were written on acoustic that Nico took and made into exactly what I wanted which it's scary giving your like baby you know something you created to somebody and Mm -hmm. trusting them enough to just make it how you want it but with him it's been super easy because he knows exactly what I want somehow yeah and (laughs) yeah and he does it so that's what Chongo Fight Club is so we 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 started that in 2014 I think Mm -hmm. yeah 2014 I love that name Chonka Fight yeah. Club. <laughs> <I love that laughs> oh, name. girl, there was some controversy with it at first. <laughs> it was kind of, I mean, even with my own bandmate. Like, so this was in in Austin. This was 2017. I finally decided I wanted to start playing the music out. Mm-hmm. So I found people in Austin that were willing to uh, play the music that Nico wrote. Right. Um, and we couldn't think of a name, and at first I wanted it to be called So Often Do, uh-huh. and everyone thought that was super lame, and then um, they, they wanted to call it Little Wolf, because I guess I looked like the girl from Game of Thrones, okay. um, but then I thought that was lame, <laughs> <laughs> and so um, I, I have, I'm in the Islands of Paris group chat, and uh-huh. I was just like, what should I name my band, guys? And TJ, who's now in Chonka Fight Club, uh-huh. he's like, you should name it Chonka Fight Club, ha, 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 just like joking. And I was mm-hmm. like, that's perfect. That's what we're going to name it. <laughs> so I told the guys, and um, a couple of them thought it was funny, and one of them was like, no, we can't do that. <laughs> like, no. Um, Sometimes you just got to stick with it, let it ride yeah. out, and let it grow on people. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I know. I was like... It's hard to pick a band name. It's really hard. Yeah. I'm just like, it's like spinning the globe and putting your finger somewhere and just like, okay, exactly. that's, we're going to go there. Yeah. I ended up going with something that has nothing to do with music yeah. at all because, <laughs> I don't know, it's, it's just funny, but people were asking me, um, like, oh, did, are, did you name it that because you're, like, taking a stand against, like, like 
Trump and the wall and all that, you know? And I was just like, huh, you know, I didn't even think about any of that. It's just a funny name, guys. Yeah. Like, there's, <laughs> I mean, yeah, but also. That wasn't my intention. That wasn't my intention. <laughs> I'm not going to lie to you. But it's, it's just a funny name, and it doesn't mean anything. It's just, that's all. I mean, <laughs> there's nothing There's nothing to it. I've thought about what would I say if somebody asked me what it meant, and really, it doesn't mean anything. <laughs> that's the bottom line. So <laughs> there's no, like, secret, like, deep underlying meaning to it. It's just. Yeah. There you go. I like yeah. it. I know. You just got to, you just got to go for it. You yeah. really do. Oh, my gosh. I love it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my goodness. So, I mean. Like, how, how has it been being a front woman in a band? Like, has, what, there's an evolution to it, I know. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, do you feel like you're at a good place with it? Do you feel like, you seem pretty comfortable on stage. Like. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's weird, because, um, when, you know, my first show, it was like a few days before my first show, and I I was like, I don't want to do this anymore, actually. I'm scared. <laughs> I'm I'm afraid that people are going to think that I think that I'm a badass when, yes, you know, yeah. and just all this stuff. And it's like, I don't want people to think that, and I don't want anyone to think that I'm doing this for them. And then I thought, okay, well, if I don't do it, then I am doing it for them. Yeah. If, if I don't do it, then I'm not doing it for them, you know? Right. So I, <laughs> that makes sense. So it was scary at first, you know, and it was kind of just like, I put that behind me because music is a therapy to me, and I want to share it with people and in hopes that maybe something, a past experience that I've been through will maybe help somebody feel like they're not alone, Mm -hmm. and that, you know, if they have a similar experience. So my first show, I was just like, (laughs) shaking, and Uh I just was so scared, and then after that, I mean, I just felt like home on stage. Um, and that's when you saw me. I was mm-hmm. super comfortable then. But um, we took like a year off. Um, I was just trying to get my life together and figure myself out. And we came back with new members here in Houston. Nico's in the band now. Um, TJ, who's mm-hmm. also in Islands of Hair, and Matt. All awesome guys. But now I'm scared again for some reason. I'm <laughs> weird on stage, and I have to like tell myself uh, before I go on, like, okay, this is like a chapter in your life that was already written. And in the story, like you were not scared. Yes. So yeah. that's already written, and that's what it is. And you weren't scared, so that's it. You're not going to be scared. Mm-hmm. And that's kind of what I try and tell myself. But I'm excited for us to start playing new stuff because the stuff that we're playing now is old, um, and it's about stuff that I don't really relate to anymore. You know, about yeah. like ex-boyfriends and stuff. And it doesn't matter. I'm like so in love now, so it's like uh-huh. I don't have that like angsty like mm-hmm. thing in me anymore. And there's, like, I have a lot of new songs that I've written, and those are the songs that I'm excited to sing about because those are the ones that I can relate to. Right. They're super fresh, and you're, like, yes, super Yes, they them. still yeah. mean something, mm-hmm. you know. So, I mean, the other stuff will always mean something to me because, you know. Right. But. But there's, you know, a season. Yes. Yeah, yeah there is. Mm-hmm. I'm excited to, we're going to release it probably soon. That old stuff that we've been playing, we still haven't that out we only have okay. one single out right now but um it's in the works of it's almost done so we'll have that out and then we'll get to start working on new stuff so. okay so you're yeah so what we're gonna hear june 20th old stuff that's gonna be released soon yeah okay, cool. okay. <laughs> maybe i shouldn't have said that <laughs> no, our old like, stuff that's new 
our new yeah. old stuff. <laughs> but it's like when you're working on music, you're constantly writing. Mm-hmm. And like, you're evolving as a person. Yeah. I know, like, when I was uh, releasing the last album, and it was finishing up, like, I already had, like, seven more songs written. You know what mm-hmm. I'm saying? You're like, okay, then. Well. <laughs> yeah, you're like, because you've been, producing is, like, a whole nother journey, you know, and that takes time, and so it's easy to keep creating in between, you know? Yeah. Yeah, you get me. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so I guess, you know, it's a good time to wrap it up. I yeah. Think, you know, it's been nice talking to you. It's, it's nice. been awesome. Thank you so much for having me. Yeah, I, I love how passionate and, like, you have a lot of love for everybody else, you know? Same for you. <laughs> Thanks. Seriously. Oh, that's embarrassing. Why? <laughs> you just no. did it to me. I know. <laughs> it's just, I'm just, you know, you know how it is. Yeah. Yeah. No, it's true, though. Like, that's why I, I really like that about you, is you just seem so caring and ready to help any way you can, and you've just been so involved in this whole process, and it's just really so a lot about your character, and I'm excited to know you, and excited to continue our friendship, and... Guys, thank you so much for listening to my conversation with Ashley Dawson. Now, let me get this out there. If you know anybody who is in a bad situation, an abusive situation, or has been through a traumatic event, they can call the Fort Bend Crisis Hotline. It's available 24-7, seven days a week. Here's the number. It's 281-342-HELP. So that's 281-342-4357. They have specifically trained team members that are going to provide you support, advice, without any judgment. Now, if you want to come to the show, the Women for Women show, it's June 20th at Warehouse Live, Houston, Texas. Pre-sale tickets will be $10 and $12 at the door. And all the proceeds are going to go to the Fort Bend Women's Center. So please come out. Here are the bands that will be playing. After Aristotle, Chocolate Fight Club, Negative Fauna, Westfield, and your girl, Balancing Lipstick. So come out. It's going to be a great time for a good cause. Now, I hope this podcast helped inspire you and motivate you to do whatever you're passionate about. It's about making what you want in life welcome, guys. And we do this podcast, or I do this podcast with other people. But people come on the show because... We want to help inspire you. And that's why I call it Here's to You. So until next time, guys, it's been great talking with you. And I'll talk to you later.